Welcome to the Free Man Void. I'm your host, Victus D. Void. That is, of course, if you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube or BitChute. If you're listening to this on the podcast, FMA, Mad World, that stands for Free Man's Addendum, Mad World, not Fuck My Ass. So if you're confused by that acronym, FMA, uh, understand that it stands for Free Man's Addendum and not Fuck My Ass. Anyways, guys, we have some important news to uh, important things to discuss. Can you believe it? Some idiot out there tried to attack and beat up Dave Chappelle. This dummy jumped on stage and attempted to tackle the legendary comedian. I know, very important news. Only he failed in his mission and got his arm bent backwards as a result of his own stupidity. Crazy, right? Right? You care about this. I know you care about this. I know that there's nothing more important that you need to know about, right? I know you need me, just another content creator, bombarding your timeline with video after video of this breaking news, right? Wait, you don't give a damn about this? You don't care that some lunatic supporter of the LGBTQWXYNZ gang attacked a celebrity? Fine. Then what do you want to know about? What? You want to know about the Ghislaine Maxwell child trafficking case? Why? Why would you, an upstanding citizen, want to know more about such ridiculous conspiracy theories? All that's going to happen is this Maxwell lady will face justice for her crimes and suffer the consequences of being a shitty person. What? You don't actually care about this Maxwell lady? You only care about the people whose names were found on Epstein's little black book? Why would you need to know about them? Because they were elite and powerful members of the global societal hierarchy? Captains of industry? Leaders of faith? And voices of false political doctrine? Come on, schizo. Stop worrying about what those who are in control of your world are doing behind closed doors. Come on, you silly goose. You need to be worrying about things far more important than the Maxwell case. How about your carbon footprint? If you keep asking such questions, I'll report you to the new Ministry of Truth that President Biden just created. LOL. I find these obvious distractions being thrown our way by mainstream media to be comical. We have wars being waged, a rising dystopian nightmare empire in the East, China, and an evil pedophile cabal running rampant, yet we need to know about a silly attack on a comedian? Fine, I'll be the one to inform you on the more serious matters at hand. Recently, last Friday, a federal judge ruled to deny Ghislaine Maxwell's request to overturn her sex trafficking conviction, but he did reduce her max sentence by 10 years. Crazy. You can get caught literally pimping out little girls to creepy old politicians and get reduced your and get your sentence reduced by 10 years. That's mind-boggling. Let's let's read the rest of this article. So, the article itself is titled Federal Judge Reduces Ghislaine Maxwell's Max Sentence by 10 Years, obviously. I just read it to you and I found this uh, article on a website that is oh for abc news abc 25 wpbf news and it's written by a taylor lang let's get down to the nitty-gritty 
The judge said that the argument that there was a lack of evidence in her conviction was false. The government at trial presented extensive witness testimony from multiple victim witnesses and others, as well as corroborating documentary and physical evidence. Documents said, the testimony and other trial evidence established the defendant's role in grooming and recruiting underage girls and using the cover of a massage to perpetuate sexual abuse. The judge did agree with the defense that three of the five guilty charges were similar and repetitive, claiming conspiracy, and reduced it to only one count, lowering Maxwell's sentence by 10 years. Counts 1, 3, and 6 were considered to be repetitious. Count 2, not guilty, enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, which this one is, is funny because she's 100% guilty of this. The, the reason why they, they voted not guilty is because if the minor did travel, if they admit that they enticed minors to travel across the country or the world, um, that, that would mean that they're delivering these minors to these wealthy, powerful societal elites around the world to, you know, be abused. And they don't want to admit to the truth too much because that would suggest they're actually guilty you get it count three conspiracy to transport minors well she was guilty for count three and it was conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sex activity count four guilty transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sex activity count five guilty sex trafficking conspiracy and count six guilty sex trafficking of children by force fraud or coercion she could now be sentenced to up to 55 years. So that's the end of the article right there. But I just wanted to bring it up because I haven't seen any discussion about the uh, Maxwell case at all in mainstream media. It's being entirely ignored in exchange for the Will Smith slap, in exchange for this new Dave Chappelle debacle, and also in exchange for this new uh, abortion crisis, which I intend to make a... Um, video and an episode about uh later on i'm assuming next week or so um likely on monday or so um but i just wanted you guys to be uh up to date in your uh sex trafficking news <laughs> because it's it's hilarious to me how this this should be the breaking news that every government pays attention to because this concern this confirms an international system of child sex trafficking but it's being entirely ignored by news networks, the bi the biggest news networks around the globe, in exchange for stupid celebrity gossip. And this is what I call narrative control, or narrative corruption. As I've already brought up many times, they don't need to lie to us about the truth. They just need to flip the narrative about what is more important. So right now, they're not outright saying that the uh, Maxwell case is unimportant and, insig and insignificant, but by pushing this celebrity gossip and celebrity drama to every screen available and ignoring the uh, Maxwell case, it's obvious to pick up what they're trying to tell us, and that is, this is more important than the other thing. This brings us to the second topic for today, and that is Biden's new Ministry of Truth. If the elites that control our system can decide which news needs our attention the most, they are deciding and telling us which truth matters. A wise man once said that history was a set of agreed upon lies. I wonder about this quote a lot. I think um, Napoleon said it. I'm not exactly sure, but it just makes me think. To what degree is the history we've been taught 
in the history we studied in school just a load of crap pushed by the masters of our society. Once I'm done wondering about this, I then start to think, what will the children of the future be studying about our time? Will they too have to study a set of lies agreed upon by the stooges who control their world? The actual name for this new Ministry of Truth is the Disinformation Governance Board. It, this is funny to me because this is actually narrative corruption again. Because instead of saying we're going to tell you what the truth is, all we're going to do is fight against disinformation, the wrong information. And that implies that they're protecting us from something that we, we need protection from. Here is this article I found on CBS News. I know, I know, CBS News. Let's see how reliable the information is. All right, obviously, uh, before we get into reading this, just to let you know, this is CBS playing uh, damage control because CBS is a major network. They're playing damage control and trying to flip the narrative about this false narrative, which is the Disinformation Governance Board. The title of this article is... What is the DHS Disinformation Governance Board, and why is everyone so mad about it? This t See, this title alone is another false narrative, right? It's implying that it's just here to clarify some information about this board, and that people are just being irrational about things, you know? But anyways, this article is written by Nicole Skanga. Skanga. I'm just, I'm just going to call her Nicole Skank. <laughs> I'm going to call her Nicole Skanka. Anyways, the article reads as this. The Department of Homeland Security announcement of a disinformation governance board to standardize the treatment of disinformation by agencies it oversees has been met with an overwhelmingly negative response since it was first unveiled in April. Of course, of course it was met with an overwhelmingly negative response. It's an awful idea and you ought to disband it, Senator Mitt Romney, Republican of Utah, told Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas at a Senate hearing on Wednesday. The new board is intended to standardize the department's efforts to respond to disinformation that could be connected with violent threats to the U.S., if an agency under DHS, like Federal Emergency Management Agencies, FEMA, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the CBP, or Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, identifies disinformation under its purview, it's the new disinformation board that would come up with the best practices for any DHS agency handling the disinformation. Wow. So... <laughs> if another government agency stumbles upon a narrative that puts their false narratives at risk, this new uh, Ministry of Truth would decide how to go about disproving or dismantling this new narrative. But DHS has yet to release a charter for the board, and there's still some confusion about the parameters for the group. Officials released a fact sheet on Monday, which promises to release a comprehensive quarterly report about the working group's activities to Congress, including its oversight committees. I don't really care about this. So I, I don't care that a fraudulent government agency is going to report to a fraudulent body of government pedophiles. Like, I don't care about that at all. Congress is literally the most unreliable uh, authoritative bodies, or at least this current 
modern day Congress is one of the most unreliable bodies of uh, governance or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. You can't trust Congress. You can't trust Congress at all. We don't have definitions of what this disinformation governance board is. We don't have boundaries on what it does. Senator James Langford, Republican of Oklahoma, complained to Mayorks at the same hearing. Why should we not have suspicions on this? Mayorkas conceded that the rollout of the board has been suboptimal, but he's defending its mission to provide guardrails and right standards uh, to guide DHS work to address disinformation within agencies it oversees. In addition to FEMA, CBP, and CISA, that includes the Science and Technology Directorate, SNT, um, and the Official Intelligence and Analysis, INA, whatever these stupid agencies I've never heard of. Like, I don't, who, what are these agencies? What are they, I guess their, their purpose is in their name, but still, let's continue on reading. Even Democratic lawmakers were skeptical. There has been a lot of misinformation about your department's work to combat misinformation, said Senator Chris Murphy, chairman of the Senator Appropriations Committee's Homeland Security Panel, told Mayorkas. The Connecticut lawmaker agreed it's important to protect the homeland from dangerous propaganda, but added, you should probably set the record straight about what the goals of your efforts, uh, about what the goals of your efforts in this area are. Here's what we know about the DHS Disinformation Governance Board. The board is tasked with standardizing and streamlining DHS efforts to respond to disinformation that could be connected with violent threats to the U.S. homeland. Disinformation is defined as false information that is deliberately spread with the intent to deceive and mislead. So, like the entire <laughs> reason for this agency's existence, it's not going to be simply going against propaganda. It's going to be going against narratives that put the mainstream narrative in jeopardy. Any reasons to protest will be dismissed as disinformation and you will be uh, punished accordingly. Any reason to get upset with your corrupt government. This is how freedom falls. But let's continue on with this article. Previously, efforts to curb disinformation were carried out independently by agencies and offices operating under the DHS purview. For instances, according to the DHS, some of these projects include the CISA's accounting of Russian cyber attacks and election interference, CBP's efforts to undermine false narratives. <laughs> Look at that. False narratives peddled by human traffickers operating near the U.S. market, uh, not U.S. market, the U.S.-Mexico border, DHS's uh, guidance to the U.S. telecom industry to debunk false claims suggesting the 5G South Tower spread COVID-19 and FEMA's fraud alerts warning of criminals who take advantage of disaster survivors and the wake of superstorms. So these examples are just used again to to paint false narratives. Sure, the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA have uncovered some serious threats of terrorism, but in reality, the bulk of these threats are engineered by these organizations to justify more the gaining of more power. Let's stop right there because all there is is just justification for this uh, new agency's existence. Anyways, this is the Disinformation Governance Board, or Ministry of Truth. Such a silly concept, it really is. Who are these ministers and what truths will they be prophesying? Surely, this ministry is doing the work of a god. Is it the god? 
No, of course not. The almighty deity whose truth this ministry will be spreading to the far corners of the American system is none other than the abomination we call the state. I see a lot of people online pointing the finger at Joe Biden as the mastermind behind all of this. Yes, I'm aware that Joe Biden was the man whose authority uh, legitimized this new ministry, but come on guys, let's, let's not be silly. You can run around and scream about Joe Biden this and Joe Biden that. What happens when Joe Biden falls and this ministry's operations still carry on? I read an essay posted by a guy I follow uh, named Epsilon, and this essay was titled, How Manufactured Disparities Creates Broken Minds. In this article, he discusses how the state establishes a system of dependency with the promise of monetary aid. And I responded with a sarcastic comment that read, So, has the state become the head of a new religion? This new age cult-like dependency of monetary aid from the state would suggest that the introduction of social welfare programs was for the sole purpose of creating a dependency dichotomy. If that's the case, are we seeing the rise and establishment of a new dystopian religion of government worship? You know, I made this comment, you know, almost as a joke. But then when I started to uh, hear more about this new ministry of truth, I got a little uh, eureka moment, excelsior moment. At the time, the idea of a religion with the state itself as its divine deity seemed just as ridiculous to me as it does to you. However, with the introduction of this new ministry of truth, not only do we have the possible deity in the form of the state, but we also now have the royal priest class. But then again, I suppose this priest class has always existed in the form of those in this house of representatives, so-called house of representatives. They are totally representing someone, but certainly it's not us. And if that's the case, that would make the agents in this new ministry deacons or something like that. Whatever comparison you like to make, it doesn't really matter. It still makes it beyond clear to me that at this point, we are witnessing the establishment and sophistication of a new heretical sect. A cult so vile and fiendish that its only rival would be that of the ancient cults of Babylon. Now, let's discuss these probable truths that this ministry would likely be spreading. Should we even refer to them as truths? According to one of the modern day world's most powerful deities, the almighty Google, <laughs> the almighty Google, for something to be considered the truth, it must have the quality or state of being true. If this new ministry of truth is another government agency, I think it's only fair to say there won't be much truth being said. So what exactly should we be calling these truths? Well, here's a suggestion. How about we call them narratives? Simple narratives. Even worse, and more specifically, we could just call them false narratives. I know you're probably wondering, but Vic, aren't these just lies again? Not exactly. You see, because of the internet, it has become way too difficult for the controllers of our world to simply lie to us. How exactly are you going to tell me that the grass is greener on the other side when my friend just posted a video of the other side and there's nothing but a muddy swamp? So, our rulers realize that they don't need to lie about anything. They can just bend the narrative. Instead of simply saying, hey, 
We're going to shut down the economy to manufacture an economic crisis that will lead to the shutting down of thousands of small businesses and make the people more dependent on the state so that we can gain more power over their lives. They will instead tell us we're shutting down the economy to protect you from the Chinese virus. They don't exactly have to lie about the acts anymore. They just have to twist the narrative fueling their actions. That is what I call narrative corruption. The use of false narratives to persuade an individual or populace to conform to a corrupt ideology under the pretext of trying to enact the change that will, that will make them better or more secure in some way. This new false ideology is the religion of the state. With the promise of monetary gain causing more and more people to submit to this new authoritarian system, what exactly will the threat of losing monetary aid if one does not follow the narratives this new ministry deems the truth, what will it do to the hive mind? The dollhouse system thrives entirely on false narrative submission. The problem this state is facing today is that not enough people are willing to blindly obey their narratives anymore. This new ministry of truth will solve that problem. Believe me, boys, you are staring into the face of a monster. Start loading up on books and other texts you consider important. Start now. Start now. The dog days are over, and we are entering the season of the serpent. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. It's your man, Victus Devoid. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. Aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Stay loyal, stay focused, and of course, God bless.